I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the love life you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 8020 Wonder Club, you need to be. The 8020 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of season one in a categorized list by age and relationship status, my foundational principles in video, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and much more. The best part is that you'll have access to all episodes of season two the moment they're ready. Otherwise, you'll only be getting season two on your listening platform once every eight weeks or so. Don't miss out. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. Be consistently and successfully mindful of the best ways to make your man wonder by becoming a member of the 8020 Wonder Club. It's just 80 cents for the first month. That's the 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. This is the kind of man who takes very well initially to the 100% rules. In other words, while we can do the rules 80%, we have to show the man at least 20% of who we really are. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. I have a special guest today. I have spoken to a few times. I wanted her to come onto the podcast today because her situation is what I am hearing about more and more of late. It is a happening that I hope to address for many women in rules relationships who are heading to marriage. My guest today is 47-year-old Julia. Julia has been married to 53-year-old David for about eight months. Julia met David online, and the two had a rules relationship romance, whereby David was giving and loving. He brought flowers and romantic gifts to Julia for no reason at all. He always acted as a gentleman. And after marrying, he continued his gallant, lovely behavior until just a few months ago, when the couple moved from David's rental home into an apartment. Julia states that since then, she noticed David growing angry and uncomfortable, and he began to complain about living in the apartment, the people being around, and about Julia herself, including everything that she wants. Additionally, Julia says that David hates his job and the people he works with. Just a few weeks ago, David and Julia had a fight whereby David told her he was going to see his father. Only a day after arriving, David wrote Julia an unemotional letter explaining that he felt he should have never married again and that he wants a divorce. David outlined everything he would be giving to Julia to divide the property and funds 
and how he would be staying at a hotel until he finds a place of his own to live. Julia has discovered that David rented back his old house, and when she was away from their apartment, he went in and cleared out all his belongings. David has avoided seeing Julia and appears to only be comfortable corresponding in emails. Julia feels blindsided and devastated by this abrupt change and wants to know if there's any hope in keeping her marriage together. Welcome, Julia. Hello. I'm so sorry that we are talking on the podcast about this happening in your life. But on one hand, I'm also very happy to have you as a guest because I think that you can help many people by being a guest here, being so brave to come on about this very difficult situation. And I'm hoping to help you because I believe that there is a reason beyond the two of you that this happened. And I see it happening in rules relationships quite often. And when I say relationships, I mean rules relationships that lead to marriage within a certain time period. Julia, how long did you date prior to marrying David? One year, exactly. Exactly a year, okay. And you met online. Did it start as a 100% rules relationship? Yes. So kind of give us a, a background on it. What was it like? Well, he emailed me, um, and we met on match, um, and he picked the place that was in my profile. I had my favorite places listed, so he picked that place for a coffee. It was a coffee um, date. We had, it was 40 minutes, 50 minutes first meeting. And after he sent me a message that it was very nice to meet you, he had a great time, and things like that. And how did it go from there? 100% rules, you didn't contact him, you didn't do much uh, interaction between dates, going out on Saturday nights only. How did that go? So after the first date, few days, actually, I sent him a text, uh, just, hi, David, and right away he sent me a message that he was thinking, and he would like to ask me if I would like to go um, for next day to do painting with a twist, because, again, it was in prof my profile, I like to paint. Um, using acrylic paints, but I like to paint, it's my hobby. So he asked, and I said, yes, it would be very nice. So we went to do painting with a twist. He brought a wine there, he did a reservation. He brought, at the end of the day, he had a surprise in his car. It was a beautiful a bouquet, big bouquet of white, white roses. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And right, and right on that date, he invited me for the next date, which was actually 
all on Valentine's Day. And so you went out on Valentine's Day. Day three was the Valentine's Day. It's for the next day. So after each date, like end, end of the each date, he would invite me for the next day. I see. Mm -hmm. And so you um, kind of went step by step in a rules fashion that after a year, he proposes. He proposed after seven months of dating. He actually took me ring shopping in May after four months of dating. He took me ring shopping. Um, it was, um, he tried to navigate what ring I would like. So it was a little process. Um, we went on a cruise in July and uh, I advised back then with the coach. She said, uh, she she thought he's going to propose on a cruise. He didn't propose on a cruise, but he introduced me as his fiance on a cruise. I see. And when we came, yes, and when we came back, I guess he ordered a ring, and it took about four weeks to make it. So in the August, in the middle of the August, he proposed. It sounds like you wanted to wait until he had the ring to do a proper proposal. Having spoken with you before, I guess it was we've spoken two times uh, because this came about and was so abrupt. You had mentioned how he seemed to be so in love and by everything you outlined, he was always doing things to show you Prove to you how much he loved you and how much he wanted to please you. Is that true? Yes, correct. And you began to see this change after you married. Is that right? Or just recently? Just recently. So up until you said you moved from his home, which Sounds like it was not in a very urban area. It was more on the outskirts of a town, kind of secluded. He had rented a home. Is that right? Yes. And you two moved into that right after you married? Yes. We moved, after we got married, we lived separately for about a month until we moved together in a new apartment. So having talked to you, I know that you had mentioned that you believed that this move really precipitated the downward spiral. Yes, because he liked to live in a house. He liked more um, private and quiet place. Um, he works in this big supermarket with a lot of people, noise, kids screaming, people around constantly all day long. So he likes quiet with, he can hear birds. Uh, he has a dog and he likes just open the door and let the dog outside. Also that place in a little town near the bay. So you can just walk to Bay Shore and walk around. It's a lot of different restaurants, shops. It's a really nice, cute little town. Um, but the house itself is very old. 
Very but old. He lost this house. Yes. So, so it begs the question: If he liked it so much, why did you two move to your apartment? Because I didn't like the house, and I tried to clean it, clean the kitchen cabinets, and I developed back then allergy and lost me a couple of days. It was so bad, and I knew it doesn't matter how how I'm try clean this apartment. Still, I I knew it's going to be irritating me at some point because it was just old and smell bad. I didn't like the smell there. How did it come about where you said, you know, I'm just too uncomfortable here? How did that happen? Well, we took even before prior to marriage, like a month prior to marriage, we was try to look different places. We were driving around, look different apartments. We will try to find a different renting house. Um, but we couldn't find anything. A lot of times, he would not like anything. And um, the only he liked this apartment because it was a brand new and it was, he liked the great amenities, he liked the pool, but after a while this place got really busy with a lot of people and kids and he just really, he did it for me, he moved in, into apartment because again to make me happy but he wasn't happy about that so at what point did you come to know how unhappy he was it started kind of elevating with all the problems the financial problems um because my job is not stable and um I, the, this place what we got is way expensive than his renting house. And um, plus he had some extra income from the renting his own house, which is three hours away. But the people move out in May, so he lost that income. So, and I couldn't help him anyhow with the bills i promise i will pay for electric bill and the garage we rented out downstairs but i couldn't because i hardly have enough money to pay my own bills um so it started elevated all the financial we couldn't do more fun stuff going places um he works long hours he's coming home he was coming home tired complaining in july he got um, this date when he actually can get a promotion and get promoted to a higher level and get extra money. But again, it's unsuccessful. He still didn't get a promotion. He was applying, going for the interviews. On top of that, every my day off, I tried to find a different job. So I was going to a lot of interviews. And it was very disappointing too. It was no job offers. And in July, I started to go to a school to get a different profession and to get a different license. So I started to study a lot. And um, I noticed that we wasn't close anymore, that we wasn't acting like as a new 
newly married. He started to get annoying by me. I told him how to do certain things, like how to do laundry, how to wash dishes, and he kind of, at some points, he would get mad because he told me he knows how to do things. He'd been living by himself. In September, he started to tell me that I don't appreciate anything, that he's just getting so much stress, he, he can hardly handle, that we don't have any vacation. Was he telling you these things or you just noticed them? Was he actually saying, I'm stressed, I we never have any vacation, I'm not happy? What's he actually saying? He actually sent the email about that in September and few times he actually, when we had a couple fights, he actually told me, and one time he was really was mean and yelled at me, like really bad, so I kind of, I got really upset and met with him, but a couple days later, he was apologizing, brought flowers, and but still he would say like he loved me, and I, I would, I would have no idea that he just, I think he was kind of playing it for a while. He sold his house right after I got my license, October 3rd. And um, prior to that, I got really sick and I was oversensitive that he really doesn't show any care. So I got really upset, sent him email, and after that, it all started. He said in his email, um, it's not going to war. He doesn't see we can live together. Just that awful email. And after he went to see his father, he didn't talk. We didn't sleep together in the same bedroom. That he sent me that another email about a divorce, dividing everything, and about his previous marriages. And I tried to talk to him. I tried to um asked him to give us any chance and i was willing to work and i actually got a job offer did you actually have a conversation or would he not talk yes. to you okay tell us about the conversation. i had a conversation with him a couple of days ago when i came um when i came home i saw him uh, getting all his stuff from the garage and putting in a truck so i stopped and i talked to him uh, I told him I got a job, and he told me he got his house back, and that he's very happy. I asked about how his dog, and um, so, and I said, well, you're happy you got your house back. I got got a full-time job, so maybe we should move together in that house. And he told me that I hate this house, and I told him. It doesn't matter. The matter is you. I want to be with you, and I miss you. And uh, let's try to move together. And I will able to help you. I have a full time job now, so we can work it out. He said he's going to think about. And after two days, when he came to fix the TV, I asked him, and he, so he still he still said. I remember I'm going to think about it. I didn't have time. So, and I asked him when he was ready to leave, can I hug you? 
and he said, yes, my, almost said, yes, my love, but he didn't say love. He was almost ready to say it, yes, my, and I told him I love you, and he just said, mm-hmm, and that's it. And when we had a conversation yesterday on the phone, or the day, or two days ago, um, he said no. Okay, so not move together. All right. I'm so I'm so sorry to hear that, but I do think you have some hope from what I'm hearing. It's going to be an uphill battle, of course, and I want to give you my take on some things that I heard that happened during the course of your courtship and marriage that I think will be helpful to everyone. Looking to lure back an ex-love? Let Coach Paula help you get back together with a man you realize might be the one for you. Make the next time around a charm with complete commitment. Connect with Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, Facebook, or at CoachPaulaGrooms.com. Thank you, Julia, for outlining everything the way you did. We've got quite the picture of what has happened for you during the course of your courtship and your short marriage so far. How are you relaying your feelings to him? I love him, but I think I wasn't supportive I, as I wish I, I should be or I could be. Um, I was complaining and I, I wish I didn't tell him how to do certain things. Um, I, I wish I just let him make all the decision, do more compromises. I just wish I did differently. Okay. So you can move forward doing things a little differently, but I hope what I'm gonna say next can help you and help anyone who's in this situation. And also, in a way, revisit something that is very important to look back on vis-a-vis a 100% rules relationship. If you look back on your courtship prior to you getting engaged and prior to his formal proposal, which is a man making a final decision, which is very important for him to do, that he is going to take you on as a responsibility that he sees commitment as being. So prior to that time where he formally proposed, what was your relationship like? How much did you see each other? And how much did you show him of yourself? Um, we saw each other twice a week. And we talk almost every day in the evening. He would call for about 10 minutes to half an hour. So we would talk. I mean, I was myself. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a strict rules. I would. Uh, I. I would ask him questions, but I was following his leads most of the time. Definitely, I didn't tell him how to do things. And in the very beginning, when in the first month or six weeks, was it very much him doing all of the pursuit? and 100% rules in most all ways? Yes. Okay. The rules are so powerful. 
and the power they can exert over particular men can almost be hypnotic, meaning that it's a different feeling than they have ever felt before. In an older man, like David was 52 or maybe he was 53 at the time, that it brings them back to a very young time in their life when they're first feeling love. It is so powerful that what can happen is that the hypnotic trance almost they feel by doing the rules and the rose-colored glasses that it puts on the man, if there is not enough shown of the real woman, once he has proposed, he sticks to that, and then in the marriage, he begins to see who you really are, and it begins to rip off the rose-colored glasses. In other words, while a woman can do the rules in dating, and she can do them 100%, and she can get an engagement, the most important thing is the man in the scenario has the capability of going the distance with a woman who is herself and who does the rules in a way that is true to her and not a falsehood that kind of crumbles after the marriage. What I'm saying is that he didn't get to know who you really are in a way that was clear to him so that he was not in this trance-like state and so overwhelmed by the rules that all reason went out of his head. Do you, does that ring true to, to you at all? It makes sense, yes, because he even before, right when we were fighting, right before he left to see his father, he told me we got married this soon, that we didn't live together, that he didn't really get to know me. Okay, that's unfortunate because I'm sure that it's not that you changed so abruptly, it's just the normal things that happen in day-to-day -day life were not part of his experience of you when you were dating. It's not you, it's really what the rules did to this particular man. They are very powerful in two ways. They can work absolutely for you. They can also work absolutely against you when done 100%. And that's going to sound really like ridiculous to any rules girl. What I mean by that is that the power they exert on certain men can work in this fashion that we're talking about right now. And it's men who tend to have very, very strict black and white thinking. If you could speak to this a little bit, Julia, it sounds like David makes decisions and he makes them without wanting to speak to you about them, 
wanting to work things out, wanting to explore what could be explored, and and have the ability to wait, see your feelings, connect to your feelings, and deal with things together. He just makes his decision, and that's what it's going to be. Is that true? Yes. That's a particular type of personality. In other words, I don't hear any give and take on his end that, uh, I mean, did he, did he apologize profusely? Did he say how much he's hurting you? Did he uh, make, you know, try to make any amends and, and say, you know, give me maybe some time apart would do something? Uh, was there any extension of just give me some time away and I, 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 I don't want to jump out of this so quickly, as quickly as we jumped in it? You know, any of that? Or was it just black and white, I'm done? Black and white and done. Nothing, nothing. Not like let's live apart for a little bit or let's give some time no it just he doesn't look back at all seems like he doesn't look he already made his decision and he said he's happy and i have a feeling he's he just make everything by his plan right now he's really great at that so and i have a feeling this week he's going to meet with a lawyer or try to file a paperwork no he didn't give any chance he didn't say how sorry he is. He didn't say he apologizing. No, everything is about him right now. The feeling is that he gave up so much. He did so much. And so he kind of deserves to just be done, not look back, and that you should just go along and be fine with it. Is that the feeling? Yes. That is a particular type of personality, so to speak, whereby 100% rules has this very hypnotic effect because it is so black and white, so to speak, and it has this effect on a man, and we have to be very careful in getting into marriages whereby he is in that trance, so to speak, and not seeing the forest for the trees. What I hope that you get from this is that this is not just about you in terms of how you are. You might be feeling like, oh, if only I had not told him how to do things. If only I had been comfortable with the old uh, rental home. If only I could have not said anything about X, Y, and Z along the way. I can imagine you're feeling like this. Yes. Here's the, the, the crux of it that, well, yes, maybe these things could have been tweaked. You can't hold back totally who you are. And certainly you could not live a life in a place that made you sick. And if he's such a rules guy, he would have wanted to please you. But here's the thing I'm hearing. He wasn't willing at that time 
to find a good compromise. And so he just acquiesced to what it was that you wanted, he felt, which was to move into the apartment. And that wasn't what he wanted. He wasn't able to go toe-to-toe with you with the uncomfortable working things out that will suit both. He wasn't comfortable with that. He, rather than do that, he just said, well, I'll suck it up and I'll move into the apartment. And what happens is life goes by day to day and then serious things happen like being seriously unhappy with a job, not getting the promotion, uh, all manner of things that he just felt he should suck up and he couldn't. This is the kind of man who takes very well initially to the 100% rules. There are men who will not take well to the 100% rules because they think it's strange, and here's why. They feel that it is strange because they are not relating on a real level with the woman they are with. In other words, while we can do the rules 80%, We have to show the man at least 20% of who we really are. Otherwise, he doesn't know what he is marrying, so to speak. I understand. So it's not totally your fault. You, it's so ironic because you succeed in a big way. In other words, you marry someone later in life. I mean, I know you're, you're divorced, correct? Yes. Right. And you have an older child? Yes, older, 22. And and does he as well? Yes, he has two children, one 23 and one 24. Okay. So, you know, it's a success when someone finds a really wonderful man who's treating her like gold and being so incredibly wonderful, right? It's a real success to have a a successful dating life that leads to a proposal of marriage. That's fantastic. But the flip side is that if we attain it by doing 100% roles and the man doesn't know who we are, the marriage is likely going to run into very serious problems early on. After this trance-like state, he will one day, seemingly out of the blue, snap out of it, and like like a light in his eyes, what have I done? I want out. That black and white thing you're experiencing is that it's almost like he came to and is like, oh my God, I've got to, this is not right. I can't do this because there was nothing you two had to work out together beforehand that step-by-step led you into an intimate, relating, compromising relationship that is marriage. It is not all your fault. It's not that these certain behaviors that can be tweaked and worked out, like you said, about maybe telling him how to do things. When he, let's look back a little bit for your sake. 
when you say you realize you were telling him how to do things and he said, oh, I can do them myself. I've done them, you know, living alone all these years. What did you do being a Rose Girl? I didn't say it like all the time uh, because mostly I did all this cleaning or some stuff uh, around here. But when he did sometimes, um, one, it didn't happen all the time, but sometimes I would say, oh, just can you do this or like don't, don't use this towel, for example, or and he would just say, okay, my queen, or okay, my love. But later, like later, later on, like in August, September, he just got really annoying by that, I think. Um, sometimes, you know, the things when we were driving in the car, and I've been living in this area for 20 years, and he been living in this area only for three years. And I know everything around here. And sometimes I will tell him how to get like quickly or when is the better road. And he will get really annoying and thinking he knows better or the way how he would drive. Even my son noticed he was a little bit scared. So I would be really upset after a while and will tell him and he will get mad too. Okay. But in the end, we never really had that big fights. And even we will get, like, if I get mad, or if he would get mad, we will get back together. It was so quick, like in the same day, like in the next, like, 10 minutes. So everything would be fine. Okay. So what I'm hearing is what my initial feelings have been. There's nothing here that would warrant such a reaction by a man who is so in love with a woman as he sounds he was, as he sounds like he is likely still, except very angry, it shows that this is about what the rules did to him initially, putting him in this state of not relating to you as a real flesh and blood woman that's not a fantasy, not just a queen, not just this love on a pedestal, but a real woman to whom to relate intimately in a long-term relationship as marriages with ups and downs and issues and things to deal with in life that takes both parties seeing someone for both their great qualities and their flaws and accepting both. There's nothing that you did that I would dare say most every woman that's been with a man for longer than three months has done to one degree or another. Honey, please don't use that towel for the dog. That's the good guest towel or, you know, something of the sort, right? 
Yes, of course. Of course. It's normal. It's natural. It happens. And it happens with men doing other things that they will do and say, honey, don't don't touch my tools. You know, don't use that screwdriver for that. You know, that's the one I use, you know, for the car. Whatever, right? It happens. It's not something that, okay, you guys have this issue about the home that he liked. But there was no real discussion about him and you making compromises for the long term of the marriage because this was a man that still had the blinders on until that one day that he woke up and the trance was gone. For different men, it's different times and at different levels. He sounds like he was someone who was used to, um, let's put it this way, he was used to always pushing the cart. He was never used to sitting in the cart and someone doing some pushing. He always had to make the woman happy, feel, and, and again, when I say always had to, he felt he always had to. That comes from him. It's something that he has felt necessary to do or be to have the love of a woman. And I dare say that he didn't want to truly show you all of him as well. And the 100% rules does that exceedingly well for a man. In other words, when a man fears real intimacy with a woman, the rules work like a charm. Unbelievably powerful for a man that does not want to be in a real relationship as we know them to be. And I'm not saying that rules relationships aren't real. There's a very clear delineation between 80-20 that to not be yourself and always be this 100% perfect rules girl, it can't be to have the real relationships that go the complete distance because the man knows who you are and you know who he is. Compromise, intimacy, give and take, exchange, connection. I think you are so right. Yes, I totally, I do agree. I think I understand now better. Good. So if you look back over your experiences, does some of this make sense in terms of him? Yes, because he was really so crazy about me um, because I was just always happy, light and breezy, always dress and when we start to live together all these problems and me struggling with a lot of my own problems like a job money study school and i couldn't be that girl always looking beautiful even he compl- he still compliments me com- compliments me even 
couple days ago when we had that conversation, he said, you look nice, but, um, but every day, it's an everyday life. Right, and if we are hiding ourselves to a degree where he cannot see our real lives and what we're bringing to a relationship in that way, that appeals to men who are avoidant, fearful, and, and just frozen in fear of intimacy. So then, once a marriage happens, and the normal things, stresses, problems that come up where things happen or even the simple non-important things like, honey, please don't use that for the dog to wash the dog. That's the guest towel, right? Come up. It jolts him out of this uh, all I can use the word is hypnotic state into a reality that I have to relate. I have to compromise. I have to be intimate. I have to be connecting. This woman isn't just on a pedestal, this pretty thing that has nothing inside her that will disturb me. And I'm hearing this more and more, especially in second marriages in an older group of men. I just came across one yesterday on Facebook that the woman is devastated. It's one year. And it, it was just so interesting that this podcast came up out of that. And I, I understand the pain of it and the being blindsided and being shocked, right? That this person does not want to even even address the possibilities of working things out in a compromise and doing things like you're telling me David is doing. Going and getting his things. That's so abrupt. It's so knee-jerk. It's like you don't even have any kind of input into this. And there's no willingness on his part to, to bend in the slightest of ways. But that can change. It's a lot of work. It's hanging in there. But there is a modicum of a possibility. And I want to talk about that in a moment. Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. In that break, Julia, what are you feeling about what I have said? Well, it's kind of you open my eyes because it's it's really, um, I think it's exactly what happened. And now I see that it wasn't, I shouldn't just blame myself because mm. really I didn't do anything and um, that really will just break the marriage like that without any willing, willing to work and try. 
But what you said, it really does make sense. Uh, oh, I'm so I'm I'm so glad to hear that from you because it's really true. And if you look at it under this context, Julia, if if he had come home one day, David had come home one day from work, and you were in bed with another man, and he walked out and sent you an unemotional letter. We are done. I am getting my things. There is no discussion about it. I'm going to send you the papers for divorce, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That would be under the realm of normal, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Almost any man who didn't want to strangle the man first or do something even worse, right, would do something of that sort, and we would expect that. Right? Right. Absolutely. But what you are telling me is, is really out of the realm of what we would expect any man who's taken on a wife, committed to a wife, and is completely avoidant, knee-jerk, and makes a black and white decision without involving you in it. Now, I know all the time men come to wives and say, you know, I want a divorce. They've been cheating, they've been out of the marriage for many, many years, and they feel finally, after years of a, of a long, dwindling and dwindling bad marriage, they finally pull the trigger and do it. But this is not what we are talking about. This is not a normative thing. It is running from intimacy, running from what a real relationship is, not having the ability to connect and relate in that way. And one of the main attractors of that is 100% rules, whereby the man is not forced to see early enough on who a woman is and then show himself who he is. Because I dare say, you had no idea he was the kind of man that this would ever happen. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad it's, it's giving you some kind of new perspective because with this new perspective, you can work from here to attempt to ameliorate some of the effects. However, Julia, this is not so much you, and that's the tough part of it, because he will need to want to to change and grow. And the first thing is the recognition, and that's going to take you doing some work not to fight what it is that he wants, but to almost join him in what it is that he wants. Does that make sense? Yes, basically agree to what he wants right now. Yes, because the only way you have any shot is to calm his, dare I say, anger, not at you, 
but at himself. He's not blaming you for having changed. I'm not hearing that. Did he say anything about that? Like, I didn't think you were the woman I married. You've changed so much. You weren't the woman I married. No, or, he didn't. Is he saying things like, I should have known better. I should have not married. I should have known from my previous marriage that this would happen. Uh, I shouldn't have ever gotten into a marriage. Like, is he saying things like that? No, he didn't accept what he put in that email about his previous marriages. Didn't accept what? Well, that he was giving, 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 that he gave, 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 and um, didn't get the love. I'm not sure what he, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it just, he's saying he, that he gave so much. And he didn't get it in return? He said it was like abusive relationship, he was criticized and controlled. Uh-huh. Okay. He was running from that kind of relationship. And by running into the arms of a rules girl, he felt completely free that he could be himself and he would never ever feel again any kind of control from a woman or relationship with a woman. He led it all the way. You didn't put any demands on him whatsoever, right? Right. In dating. You were so right. easy breezy. You did everything he wanted to do, how he wanted, when he wanted, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And that was so amazing to him because he felt that every relationship would be controlling, maybe abusive, whatever negative things he had experienced in the past. Then he gets married and things happen that are real life things. None of us, no matter how many rules we do, will ever get past the fact that in a marriage, real stuff happens and our real selves to one degree or another will emerge and show. And again, I'm not hearing anything that was of such a nature as to be so abrupt and so black and white. And I'm not also hearing that there was any other woman involved in his life. Doesn't sound like that's the thing at all. No, it wasn't, yeah, no. Right. So the point is he just cannot tolerate and that you have a voice in anything. He wanted to create this life and environment that would be perfect for you because he does love you, right? There's a question. It's not an either or. He does love you. He feels he can just not within himself tolerate a relationship and what that means is tolerate the intimacy and dealing with a real flesh and blood woman who has feelings needs opinions and desires and again if we do not do 80 20 and then we are led down the path of you do this a hundred percent to get an engagement and to get married we have to be very careful of that. It's why I work with women in an 80-20 rules fashion to show themselves 
their their opinions to a, to a degree. We have to be, it's a very delicate balance when dating, but it's a must so that we don't find ourselves in marriages that have no hope of lasting, not because of us, but because of the man that the 100% rules attracts. I feel a little relieved that it, I shouldn't, I should not blame myself that much anymore mm-hmm. um, because all these weeks I was really beating myself so hard that it's all my fault mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm a, such a failure and I cannot hold relationship um, comparing but I, I have all my friends who are married and been married for a long time and especially one friend, she tells her husband constantly, up front of everybody, what to eat, what to do, what not to do, and he still loves her so much. They've been married 11 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so glad to hear you are, you recognize that you've been beating yourself up. And I don't believe, A, it is necessary at all because I do not feel you are at fault here. I also feel very sad for him and I feel very sad for both of you and I feel like you were just like so many others wanting to do something different with men so you can have a different outcome because it is so difficult regardless, right? And we can see that no matter what, relationships between men and women are never without some amount of difficulty, problems, whatever. It's just the nature of human beings, right? Let alone male, female with our different brains, needs, wants, desires, ways of looking at life and love, sex, etc. And now you can work in a way that I believe could have a possibility of bringing you back together. That's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of love on your part. A lot of love, patience, kindness. Everything that I, when I talk to you, I feel that you have. And you have the power to do it. It cannot be done through controlling, begging, promising, any of those things that will make him feel like he has to do something to please somebody else. He is, to me, what I hear is a man trapped in the emotional body of a young 12-year-old that says, I need to be loved and heard and known for who I am, what I want, what I need. I need to be loved by a woman in the way that I'm capable of loving in return. But I need to feel no fear in showing who I really am 
and not fear complete rejection for who I really am and understand how intimacy works in a relationship between two adults. That's a tall order, right? But it's not impossible. That's what love does for everybody. It heals, right? Yes. Yes. You're a mom of a, an older child. You know what it takes to love a child through all the growing pains, right? All the changes. Yes. All the tantrums. All the changes, all the teenage age, yes. Right, exactly. So you have the power of this with a steadfast, I'm going to give you whatever you need because I love you so much. That's what this man is crying out for. And by letting time heal, by letting him know that I'm going to agree with you about what you need and want because you deserve to get what you need and want. And not in a martyr way, right? But in an all-knowing female understanding way that I don't know you, but it sounds to me like you possess that and, and you can work on it to, to even make it stronger. And by that, you can show him the love that he needs. Because here's the situation. This is about this relationship with this man and sustaining the relationship with this man. Regardless of this moment, he needs to serve your papers. This moment, he needs to know a divorce is on the way. This moment, he has to be divorced. That's not what's really at play here. I'm hearing you love him and you would like to be together for the long run and maybe change his whole life by showing him what real love really is because I don't hear that he got any of that certainly in his last marriage but how I'm going to show it to him if he doesn't talk to me he's avoiding me and right. he's down it's really step by step it's really in the small things and we could work in a way with that that will be in the tiny interactions of how you say things to him that relay to him you are worth getting what it is that you want there's something deeper here and in our working together hearing about him uh, what he's experienced in his life getting to know more about him. He sounds like a really good guy that wants so much to do right by a woman. But he loses his way in it by giving too much and not in return being able to exert his needs in a, in a way in the moment feeling okay with that but instead saying yes to everything she needs and then becoming angry about it later on. That, that can't work. But you can do this in a step-by-step in a -step fashion. It's, it's not easy and there's no saying that 100% that it will work, but you can at least attempt it so that you know that you've done everything possible. So that at the end of the day, 
you can say, if you end up being divorced, I did everything I possibly could to make this right. If you have that feeling, at least if you do have to get a divorce, you can walk away feeling at least better about that. Not that you just had to acquiesce and had no plan, no strategy, no anything to to help him and to possibly keep it together. Correct? Yes. It was very powerful to me to be able to explain my thoughts on this type of relationship vis-a-vis your situation. And I really appreciate you doing it for that and to help many other women see something through your story that I can just imagine at a time when you're just feeling absolutely lost and so hurt. Yes, it's hurt really bad and um, I'm glad we talk and uh, I hope all the girls will hear that part and will help everybody to understand it's not just our fault and I hope somehow I just and the only thing I have left is the hope that he might get lonely or he might start missing me or he will regret. Um, yes, I think there's a possibility of absolutely all of that happening. If you make it very known to him in a loving, supportive way, that this, it, it is not what you want, but that you love him enough to let him do what he needs to do for him in a way that he needs to do it for him, this is going to be very powerful to him because I dare say there hasn't been a woman in his life that has given him the love in that way. What I'm hearing is it's been about him having to do what he feels he has to do for everyone else and not getting his needs met. Yes, that's true. And, and here's the thing, you didn't do anything to foster that, to make that happen, to, that's, that has nothing to do with you. That's the baggage he brought to the relationship that you also didn't get to see, right? Because of 100% rules in the beginning. You had no way of knowing that. Yes, and he didn't even talk about his previous marriages much at all unless I would ask. Uh-huh, yeah, yep. And that's what, you know, rules 100% teaches us to do. We don't ask, we certainly don't tell, and it's not about going all the way to asking and all the way to telling. It's about doing it in a fashion that makes sense vis-a-vis age, other relationships, what the man is showing us, and most importantly, what could be the outcome if we don't? Because the goal is not just for any woman to get married. It is to find the man 
that is going to be able to travel life's ups and downs with us in a way that is intimate, connected, understanding, empathetic to the degree that a man has those abilities. So again, I appreciate you so much for coming on today, Julia. And for anybody who wants more information about anything you've heard today, please connect with me. You can go to makehimwonder.com. And if you have a man in your life, when you're dating, these would be this particular podcast. Please remember, it's an 80-20. And there is always, however, a part of that that is making him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.